What's up, y'all? Hi, 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 hi. Welcome back to the Breaking the Pattern podcast. My name is Laquam Easter. I will be your host today, and thank you so, so much for joining me. So, it has been a long time since I've released a new episode. My apologies. But honestly, y'all, I've realized I need to do better with balance because my balance is so off. Like, I'm either going hard on one thing or I'm lacking in another thing. So, with that being said, I have been learning some um, podcast etiquette. I love listening to podcasts. So, within this time that I haven't been recording, I've been like listening to a lot of new podcasts and getting a better handle on, you know, like, what to do. For example, this podcast that I've, I'm adoring right now that I've been listening to, it's called Cocktails um, with Kiki and Medina. And they were saying how they just took a break for like a few weeks. But what they did was record like mad episodes beforehand. So that way during their actual break, they were able to still release stuff. So I think that's what I'm going to do for next time because I definitely did not like that huge like gap. Like, I feel like you'll be forgotten about if you don't record constantly. So here we are. So today's topic, um, it's actually funny because I usually like to make episodes about things that I have somewhat conquered or somewhat got a hold on. But this right here, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's a work in progress. But Nonetheless, the title of this episode is called It Ain't Trickin' If You Got It. Um, And the way I spell trick is because it's actually not the trick you're probably thinking of, but it's actually a trick that you might deal with or you might know someone that deals with it or you might have someone in your life that deals with it that you don't know about. But I am talking about trichotillomania. I know. Sounds crazy. But basically what it is, so let's just get into like the dictionary definition, what it means to me, um, and we'll go on through the segments like that. Okay, so what is trichotillomania? So it basically is a disorder um, that involves the reoccurring irresistible urge to pull out your hair, body hair, whether that be from your scalp, from your eyebrows, from any other area of your body. It just involves like really having that strong urge to pull your hair out. So yeah, that is what I suffer from. And I that's something too. I don't like to say the word suffers from. So like if you ever hear me talk about my skin, I don't say that I suffer from acne or I suffer from, or I didn't even tell clients like, oh, you're suffering from dry skin because we're not really suffering. Like we can definitely manage it, deal with it, get better. In this case with Trick, I personally am suffering from it. It's hard for me to stop. <laughs> um... I used to be embarrassed about talking about it because I just felt like, oh, nobody else, like, nobody else knows what this is. No one else, you know, goes through it. I'm probably, like, weird. Is this even a black thing? I know, ignorant of me, but yes, 
Y'all know we all say it. But it's really not a black or white thing. It's not a weird thing. It's just a lot of people do it. And it's related to OCD, so obsessive compulsive disorder. So that, like, obsession part, like, having to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Um, And then it's also an anxiety thing, too. And for me, I'm starting to notice more and more that it's, like, a comfort thing. So for me, my trick comes in around, like, that outer part of my hairline so like all in the back the sides and the front is where I pull it started with the back left corner and that started when I was like um like eight or nine years old it was definitely when I first started getting my hair done and I first used to get relaxers and I would go to the hair salon and it was always this little patch of hair that was gone in the left back corner and my hair lady was like oh maybe that's the side you sleep on I'm like yeah that's true probably um so whatever time kept going on and then I'm like maybe it's the relaxer but it's weird because all the rest of my hair was growing but this part wasn't yeah so it was weird because just this part in the back wasn't growing so I'm like hmm okay what else? So I kept going through life, you know, um, and then I transferred to natural hair, transitioned to natural hair. And I'm like, maybe having my hair natural will, oh, wait, 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 I skipped a part. So back up to when I was about maybe like 14, 15, um, and it started to grow from just the left back corner to like the kind of whole left side of my hair. And again, not the whole you know, into my hair, but all on, like, the outside part. So, basically, where your edges would be on the back or on the side. And um, I'm like, hmm, this is weird. I was in the uh, – so, I thought maybe I should transition. So, I was in the process of transitioning my hair from relaxed to natural. Um, I shaved the left side of my head. So, I had, like, natural – or, no, I had, like, half – relaxed half natural hair on the side on the right side and then it was like a short buzz cut on the left side I'm like okay I could deal with this and honestly that was a part of my life that I tried to forget (laughs) and it just came to me now um so yeah so I tried that for a little bit but I noticed like again it was growing but the outside parts of my hair were not growing it it just looked ugly I'm like what is this and so during that whole time in my life I was unconscious that I was pulling out my hair um I had met a girl a young girl so I was a young girl in elementary school and one of my teachers her granddaughter um pulled her eyebrows mind you she was very very fair-skinned she was black she was very fair-skinned with blonde hair so with no eyebrows, it just looked crazy. Um, which anyone with no eyebrows would look crazy. But nonetheless, um, she told me, she's like, yeah, she just pulls out her hair a little bit because she gets nervous around new people. And I never thought much of it. I'm like, oh, okay, I never heard of that before. Kept it pushing in life. So this whole time, up until I was like 19 or 20, I didn't realize I was actually pulling my hair out. So I just kept having less and less hair. um, And I couldn't figure it out. 
So then it got really bad where I couldn't even get box braids or anything or just any type of braids because my head hurt. Like it was tender, like because I would pull at it so much. Um, Again, unconsciously by this point, my hair wasn't growing. It was like sparse in some areas. I'm like, how the hell am I going to get braids? And I barely got hair. So it was a struggle. I honestly feel like, you know, like some things we don't want to know because we're like, oh, I'd just rather not know. Maybe it'll go away. No, this is something that you should be aware of and you need to be aware of because once you are, if you're unconsciously doing it, once you are aware that it is a problem and this is what's happening and this is why your hair is not growing, it makes life a lot better, a lot more bearable. Like, once I figured out what this was, I stopped feeling like a weirdo. Because even though not a lot of people have it, a lot of people in America have it. So, it may not be all people that I know, but there's a lot of people out there. So, it just made me feel, one, like, not weird. Like, I'm not alone. And there were black and white people who do it. Um, And it's more common in women than men. So, yeah, so that was interesting to learn. And it gave me a chance to hold myself accountable. So how did I figure out what trick was? To be honest, I feel like I literally just like Googled it. Like, why do I pull my hair out? (laughs) Like, I I don't know. I think that's really how I figured it out. I just Googled like, why do I pull my hair out? Or what is this called? And then I found some YouTube videos on it. So I watched this one YouTube video, or I watched two. One of them was like, um, you guys know those videos where they kind of, it's like a animated video with a voiceover. So they kind of like write out or draw out what they mean, like animation wise. And then they talk about it really quick. It was like a quick little info video. Um, that one was very, very interesting because I learned a lot. Like I learned how it's related to OCD. I learned how people who also people who have trick usually also like bite their nails or bite their skin or peel their skin they do other stuff that I do pick at their acne like I used to do that but so it's not just like a hair thing like it's not only a hair thing it can definitely be other anxiety type things too just with the obsession of picking at something Um, and then I found this other video. It was, like, outdated, probably from, like, mm, early 2000s, maybe. And it was just kind of a more documentary-style video. And people were, like, saying their stories and saying, you know, what they go through. So there was this little girl, um, and she was a Caucasian girl. And she was, like, six years old I believe and her family they didn't know what to do because there's really not a lot of doctors um I'm sure there's some but there's not a lot who specialize in trichotillomania who talk about it who you know give guidance on it so in the documentary the woman the mom was just like oh my daughter she had such long hair when she was like three and four and then as she got older and older Um, She just kept losing it, and so they ended up cutting it because she kept pulling at it, and she had, like, a little mullet, and it looked cute on her, but it's because she was so young, I feel like, and, like, 
Well, it couldn't look cute on her. Um, but it definitely, I could feel her pain because, well, I could feel her pain as a mom because if I were a mom and my kid had that, or especially my daughter, I would feel really sad too, especially because they really can't help it. Um, but then I was also thinking in regards to myself, my family, at least my aunt, she was never like that. (laughs) She was not supportive of it with me like it wasn't like she was going through it with me how this mom was it was just like in my case it was just like you stop doing that you know that you're doing that and you know that it's not good and I don't like it so stop it that's basically how it felt it was never like uh oh let me help you get through this let me no you're not weird it's not crazy of you you're anxious so No fault to her. I mean, clearly, yeah, anyway. So anyway, (laughs) Um, so yeah, I learned about it on YouTube. And then once I learned from there, I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. It's crazy that I'm not alone. It just feels good to not be alone. I feel like that's really what it comes down to. Because even though I still suffer from it now, Um, And sometimes it's worse than other times. Like, sometimes I'm like, I can't stop picking on my hair. And that's been lately. So when that happens, I try to kind of understand or get a grasp of what is bothering me, what is making me anxious or nervous or stressed. Um, Because those are all of the emotions that kind of correlate for when I do pull my hair. And, yeah, sometimes I really just can't stop, like... I wish I could explain the sensation of how good it feels to pull my hair out. It's like, and it's not like aggressive, like, uh, I mean, maybe to someone watching, maybe it does look aggressive, but it never feels aggressive to me. It feels so amazing. Like, I don't know what it is, just feeling the hairs like pop out of the hair bulb. Oh, my God. I can't even. Because literally right before I started recording this, I was pulling my hair. It's sad because last night before I went to sleep, I was pulling a lot. And then literally as soon as I woke up, I started pulling. Now, in this case, I did have a bad dream about my boyfriend with another woman. So (laughs) I feel like that could have woken me. It did wake me up. And it probably pissed me off. So I had to start going in. But... Yeah, like, I don't know. I can't say it's getting better because it's not. But I know that there are resources out there that people can take advantage of. But really, my point of making this episode was to just relate to somebody because I know a lot of us go through it and we might not know what it is. And yeah, I'm here to let you know what it is and that it's okay if you do it. So... Once, um, when I used to do Lyft, which is like a rideshare service, I actually picked up this guy who happened to be a doctor at Yale, and he had it. And I literally can't remember how it came up in conversation. I do remember his ride was like 30 or 33, 33 minutes long, so we had time to talk. And I don't know how it came up. But he was basically like he he had these thick like Ray-Ban glasses and he's basically like, yeah, I wear these because like I pull my hair out of my eyebrows. And I'm like, oh, my God, I wear this. So I'm about to give away my secret to y'all. I'm a little nervous, but 
Let's do it. So I told him, oh, my God, yeah, I wear this black headband because I pull my hair out, too. And he's like, I would have never guessed. I'm like, same with me. Like, I never think people wear their big, thick glasses because they're hiding their eyebrows. But I guess that makes sense because I kind of wore, I wear a black headband all the time. So if I don't have braids or even sometimes if I do, because I've noticed I do still pull out my hair when I have braids. Less, but still sometimes. But if I have braids or definitely, definitely when my hair is out natural, I always wear a black headband. One, because I don't want anyone to see the damage. And then two, it helps me to not pull at it. So like if I do find myself going all up under my headband to pull out my hair, I'm like, chill, 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 chill. Like you're doing the most right now. So for me, that's something that's helped me. I also chose black because my hair is really dark brown. So if I were to wear the same, well, which I do, when I wear that same black headband, like almost every day if my hair is out, no one thinks anything of it. I felt like if I were to get multiple different headbands and like be stylish with it, people will be like, oh, she loves headbands. I wonder why. Hmm. <laughs> but if it's just a black one, no one even notices until now now people might notice but it's okay I am being what's the word vulnerable today and I'm just letting it all out especially because it's been a long time since I recorded so I need to give y'all something good so yes that is a little bit of my history with trichotillomania thus far Um, For the next segment, let's get into some more current things and, like, what I'm up to now with it. And, yeah, let's, let's get into it. So, right now, where I stand with Trick is, I'm still in the ring, baby. It's not fully taking me out, meaning I do have control somewhat. Um, I'm conscious of it, and that's the most important part. If you know what you're doing, then that's one step closer to fixing an issue. Not going to lie, sometimes I do feel like it's my drug. Like, when I'm trying to, I'm meant to, okay, this is at least what happened last night. And it is worse when I'm alone because right now, most of the time I stay with my boyfriend and he'll tell me like, yo, like you're pulling your hair a lot. Like you should chill or whatever. And the shame, because I feel shame on my own when I pull or after I pull, but the shame of having someone there seeing all this hair on your shoulder that just came off of your head, um, it's embarrassing. So it helps me to stop a little more. But last night I was home by myself and I was pulling and and doing other stuff too. So like I'm like watching TV and pulling. I'm eating, trying to pull at the same time because I'm weird. I don't like stuff in my hair. So if I got food in my hair, it probably would freak me out. So I was trying to be like conscientious of that. Um, And I was telling myself in my head mentally like, girl, stop pulling, stop pulling. You're not going to have no hair left. You're going to be upset. Stop doing it. And I couldn't stop. Like, I felt like a druggie. I'm like, oh, my God, am I addicted to pulling my hair? 
It's so much stuff that goes on in my head, especially when I'm by myself. But I was just, uh, I felt so bad. And I still feel so bad, but I still want to pull because I still got more hair to pull. But it's a horrible, horrible cycle, y'all. It's horrible. If Listen to me. If you pick at your face right now, like if you have acne and you pick at your face, literally try to stop. Like, and don't just try to just stop, but find something else to do with your hands because it's not the acne that's making you pick. It's you having that sort of picking OCD type thing going on. And if you just completely stop with your face, but you don't find something else to counteract that, you're going to move on to something else. Because that's at least what happened to me. I started with, well, I started with my nails. I used to buy my nails like crazy. And then once I turned 13 or 14, my aunt allowed me to get um, acrylic nails because you can't get through to your own nails that way. So I solved that. Then it went on to my face, picking my face. And... I kind of stopped once my face started to heal, but I don't know because I wasn't really conscious of me picking my hair for a long time. I don't know at what point I started doing my hair, if it was after my face or before or during. Nonetheless, again, it had nothing to do with my face. It had nothing to do with my nails. It was just me. I'm a picker. So if you're a picker, I would say find some things to help you not pick. And I will give some tips about that. In a little bit, but yeah. So I also found a community on Instagram. It's called, you know, I should have found what it's called before I started this episode. But it is a trigotillomania community. So the the person who runs the page, she um she suffers with it herself, but she made this page to just help people. Okay, well, I can't find the actual one that I found before. But it's probably even better now. So I just um, searched trichotillomania in a hashtag. And all these pages came up. There's actually this one place. It's in Michigan. But it's called the Trico Salon. So I'm assuming that they work with people who suffer from trichotillomania. And I love that. But yeah, so I would say search the hashtag trichotillomania and or I would Google it first, you know, the spelling (laughs) and then search the hashtag and you'll find a lot of pages. Hopefully you'll come across the one that I found that are like support pages because I feel like being in a community that supports you and understands what you're going through can make the situation easier. You can definitely, definitely find a whole bunch of more tips about how to conquer this um besides just the tips that I give because like I said I don't know a lot about how to solve it or how to stop it but I do know how good that shit feels and I know how bad it feels after the fact so I've also realized um well it's also smart to be conscientious of when you pick Because, so, okay, for example, for me, as I mentioned before, I pick when I'm anxious, I pick when I'm nervous, I pick when I'm bored, I pick when I'm relaxed, I pick when I'm sleepy. (sighs) The list goes on and on. 
But to me, that's a signal to dig deeper and figure out what is actually bothering me. Like the sleepy part, honestly, not going to lie, that's something that's driving me crazy because I pick a lot when I'm sleepy. Like I'll just be falling asleep. And that's usually when my boyfriend catches me is I'm falling asleep and I'm just picking away at my hair and I don't notice I'm falling asleep. It's kind of like a baby sucking their thumb, I think of it. Like they suck their thumb when they're getting sleepy and then they just drift away to sleep. And that's how I do with picking my hair. It's just more detrimental. But at least in the case of anxiety or nervousness, I can get to the bottom of that and I'll be like, okay, what are you nervous about? Or no, first I ask myself, what are you thinking about right now? And I figure that out. Um, you lately it's been like business stuff, like some trying to like succeed, of course. So it's just like, oh, what do I do now? I have no idea. Let me just pick. This feels good as I think. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's business stuff. So I'm like, OK, what are you thinking about your business? OK, what is bothering you that is making you want to self-harm? Because it is kind of a form of self-harm because I don't want to not have hair. So I am harming myself and I have to figure that out. And sometimes I'm strong enough to actually do the work and figure it out. Whereas sometimes I'm just like, oh, I don't even give a fuck. I just need a new area to pick at. You know what I'm saying? So I would say get to the bottom of what is bothering you. Therapy can help um, so long as you find a therapist that actually knows what the hell they're talking about with that in that regard, because mine didn't. And yeah, I kind of just had to do research on my own. So there's a lot of avenues to take, but don't feel like there's no hope because there is hope. Like I used to think there was no hope for me and picking out my skin, but now, and I feel like too, it helps when you learn what damage you're causing. Because I don't pick out my skin now because I know the damage that it'll cause to my skin. And I've came such a long way. I don't want to go back. So I'm like, no, I can't pick my skin. That doesn't even, it doesn't even turn me on anymore, like picking my hair. So I have learned that if you pick too much, um, too much too often, And I started to feel like this was happening to me before. It can like, so when your head is sore from picking, that's how you know it's been too much too often. And sometimes if you do that consistently, your hair just won't grow back in that area because what is it called? Like the hair root or something is damaged. So that kind of scared me a little bit. So now I don't really aim to pick until I'm sore, which used to be my aim or my goal. Um, Now I just pick until I feel enough shame to stop, basically. (laughs) So, yeah, knowing the damage you're causing can also help. So that just pushes me even more to say do research because no one telling you something will be as beneficial or as important than you looking it up yourself, at least for me. Like, even if my therapist knew all about it, like... Okay, no, better example, the doctor that I picked up in the lift ride. So him telling me stuff, it hit me because it's like, okay, he's suffering from this. He actually does research on this, and he's telling me things that can happen. So I do believe him. But I'm going to still do my research because if I read it for myself, then I'll be like, oh, shit, like, this is real. Let me stop. So, yes, do y'all 
research. So now let's get into some tips that I have about trick. trick tips. I have a few and these all really come from personal experiences, of course. Um, They come from personal preference, being someone that does suffer from trick, what I would prefer people did or didn't do. Um, And they're just, you know, things that have helped me so far that hopefully can help you. So something I learned about trick is that you may... Well, I think I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but you may or definitely may suffer from other behavioral addictions or compulsive behavior, such as face picking, nail biting. Um, sometimes I pull the skin of my lips off. Um, anything, picking at scabs, uh, picking at ingrown hair, anything that you like have an obsession with picking over or you have like a sort of, I don't know, you kind of always need things to be like in order. So like just obsession compulsive type of thing. That's definitely common if you have trick. This tip is for friends and family of people who have trick. Don't yell at them. <laughs> why? Why do why does anyone first of all, yelling never works for anything. Unless you're at a concert trying to be seen by the rapper, yelling doesn't fix anything, especially in a situation with someone who has trick. You don't want to yell at them and be like, "Stop that. Stop doing that. What are you doing?" Like I'm telling you, my aunt used to do that to me. That shit pissed me off because it's like, "Girl, am I a dog?" Am I a parrot? Why the fuck are you yelling at me like that? Like, I'm like some weird person. Like, no. And it just made me want to do it more when I was alone. So don't yell at them. Ask them, hey, are you nervous about something? Are you anxious about something? Or even better, what are you thinking about? People don't ask that a lot. I ask that to my boyfriend. And now he kind of has gotten into routine of asking me if he notices I'm pulling or if he notices I'm spaced out or something. But I feel like a lot of time we don't ask each other, what are you thinking about? Um, Because that in itself can stop someone in their tracks and kind of get them to be like, hmm, what am I thinking about? Oh, so, okay. So I'm going to put my boyfriend out there really quick. So he bites his nails too. So, um, I've gotten to the bottom of it now after about three years or so. Um, but I realized he picks or he bites his nails when he thinks about work because it stresses him out. So when I see him like going in on his fingers, I'm like, Hey, what are you thinking about? And he'll tell me work. It's usually always work. That's the problem. So, um, and I'll just be like, okay, well, I noticed like, you're going in on your hands, like, do you want to talk about it, or, and either we will talk about it, or we won't, and I'll just hold his hand, um, but yeah, it's like, don't be, like, a coach, or a referee about it, like, you're not the person's referee, if that's bringing them comfort, let them do it, but just make them aware of it, I think that's what I'm trying to say, let them do it, but let them, but Make him be aware of it. So with my boyfriend and I, when he's asking me, and I'm like, I know, but I just really can't stop right now. And I just do a little more. 
he's not like, ah, ah, stop it. I see you. I see you. Like, he's just, he, he sees it and he lets it be. So, and that's how it should be. Like, leave the person alone. They know what they're doing, especially if you ask them, what are you thinking about? Are you okay? Are you nervous? Are you anxious? Do you want to talk? If they don't, you know, want to go into any details with you, but they're obviously aware because you're letting them know, hey, I see that you're like pulling out your hair again. I see that you're biting your nails. Are you sure you don't want to talk? If they say no, leave it alone. You told them that they, you see them, they're aware, and now they're just trying to find comfort to get over the awkward situation. So just leave them alone. That is my biggest tip of today. Um, next, for fa- friends and family of a person who suffers from trick, don't blame or criticize them. Ask them if there's anything you can do for them. Most of the time, no, but you never know. Sometimes, yes. If my parents would have asked me when I was growing up, hey, do you need something from us? Like, is there anything that I can help you with to make you stop pulling your hair? I don't know what I would have said because I didn't even know I was doing it. But if someone were to ask me that today, I'd be like, um, no, thanks, actually. Or maybe I might want to talk about my problem. Maybe. But or, you know, if it's my boyfriend, I'll be like, yeah, can you can we hold hands? Like, can we do something to get my hands busy and not in my head? Like, so, yeah, but don't blame them for it. Don't be like, you know what you're doing. You do this all the time and you always blah, blah, blah. Like, don't, don't do that. Nobody needs that. At least in my scent, in my situation, I feel enough shame as it is on my own. Just like pulling the hair and then seeing it piled up on my shoulder or all on the floor next to me. Like, that's enough shame, y'all. We don't need any extra outside sources of that. Um, so this tip is for people who suffer from it themselves. Try to resist the urge or trying to resist the urge is still a try nonetheless. So don't blame yourself or criticize yourself because you pulled again. It is okay because if it's hair, it'll grow back. If it's skin, it'll definitely grow back. And like, if it's like, you know. It's really it. <laughs> but if it smells or skin, it's going to grow back. And it is okay if you pulled at it again because you have another chance to stop. And then let's say, God forbid, none of it ever grew back. You still have the chance to stop pulling at whatever is there. So you'll still be alive. There'll still be something there, flesh or something. But don't beat yourself up over it. Like I said, we most of the time already feel the shame just by seeing our actions afterwards. Or let's say it's not hair because I also feel this shame sometimes with my lip. If I peel the skin on my lip and then it's like super red or starts to bleed or it's like super tender, like I can't really drink hot stuff or drink super cold stuff for a few days. I can't brush because it like burns. I felt all that too. And... Even with that, you can't, it's still shame because it's just like, wow, now I'm in this pain that I caused for the next few days because I couldn't stop pulling. I couldn't resist the urge. And I used to bash myself about it mentally, um, but I don't do that anymore because it's okay. Like, it's not the end of the world. 
it's not the end of the world. You'll you will pull again. Okay, so just know, like, you could try again, and if it happens again, it happened. But you can try again every day, and not even every day, every hour of the day, you have a chance to stop again. So it's okay. So another tip is to try to find ways or things that can prevent you from pulling. So the person I picked up in the lift, he has thick glasses. He just says he wears them all the time because if he feels himself going behind his glasses, one, it looks silly, and two, it's more noticeable to him that he's doing the most to get to his hair. Um, Same for me. I wear... So I I do protective styles. I do braids or wigs. Um... Wigs, I really can't get to my hair. The ones that are glued on. The glueless wigs, I've noticed, I do still get to my hair. But if I wrap my hair, as soon as I take my wig off, like with a scarf or a bonnet, preferably a scarf because the bonnet, I could just slide it up. Yeah, if I wrap it with a scarf, um, not too tight where I get a headache, but tight enough that if I try to get my way under there, I notice I'm doing the most um, and I'll stop. Um, and like I said, my headband, my, I got a few now. I collected some black headbands over the years, but I got my headbands. I, oh, and I noticed when my skin or hair is dry is when I pick at it. That is when it's the most, it feels the best. So what I need to do is not keep my hair skin dry. So I'm always moisturizing my lips. Always, always, always. And I need, I'm doing better with my hair. I need to get even better, but I try to oil my scalp at least once a night or once a day. Um, yeah, and just wrap it up because when it's not dry, I'm telling you, and maybe like I, I challenge you if you deal with this um, and maybe you're not conscious of when you pull or maybe you are, see if you're doing it when your hair is dry or when your skin or lips are dry, even your nails, when your nail cuticle bed is dry. And let me know, um, because you can maybe leave a comment. I don't know if you could leave an anonymous comment, but where you leave reviews, you can leave a comment. Let me know, because I feel like that is when people pull, when it's dry, because it feels better. And okay, so if you pull at your brows, so those are all things for like, if you pull at your hair. Or skin. If you pull out your brow hair, I would say you can wear the glasses. You can wear bangs because I've been wearing bangs for a few. I don't pull my eyebrow hair, um, but I've been wearing bangs and they definitely cover them. So that could help. Hats with a brim. Um, or you can tint your eyebrows. So tinting your eyebrows, it, it's temporary. It lasts for like two to four weeks. But I feel like if they look super good, you'd be less inclined to pull at them. Also, if you do pull at them, the sparse areas will be filled in by the brow tint. So that's something. And then if you like are a nail biter and you're a female, girl, get you some acrylic nails. Okay. You might not know what to do with your life for the first like week. You're just like, what? Where, what am I going to do? How am I going to get my urge? But it will help a lot. Um, and honestly, you could still try to pick at these acrylic nails. I don't know. I've had mine for almost a decade. Not the same one, of course. But I've been getting my nails done for almost a decade. And I never got through these. So you could definitely try to bite at them if you still need to. 
Um, and then if you're a man and you can't get acrylic, well, you can, but if you don't want to get acrylic. So this is what I was trying to find earlier on the Trichotillomania Instagram page. This one specific page, they had these like little toy, okay, picture this, picture a finger cot, but instead of like a, the material that the finger cut is in, it's like that fuzzy like material sort of thing. So you can like pull at it, pick at it, do whatever you got to do. Um, but those things, if you put those on while you drive or whatever you do, that can maybe distract you and give you something else to pick at. Because I noticed too, a lot of us who have these sort of um, issues, we just want to pull at something. We just want to pick at something. So like a stress ball can help the little, what are they called? Widget, fidget, the the little spinny things. Those, I don't have time for that, but those help people. I'm more of a stress ball sort of person or like the finger caught thing sort of person. Um, But yeah, just find something to I, or I, (laughs) to A, make it harder to get to where you're trying to pull. And then B, something to take your mind off of that or give you something else to pick at. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then my last, if you are conscious that you pull at your hair or skin or anything, ask yourself, is this temporary high worth the long-term guilt? One more time. Is this temporary high worth the long-term guilt? If it's not, which most of the time it is not, then I would say find an alternative. If you, at whatever stage in your life you're in, feel like, no, this is the only thing that's going to bring me normalcy or stableness or anything, literally do what you got to do. Because with you trying to suppress it, it's just going to make the urge stronger. So, I don't know, be conscious of it. And besides being conscious of the act itself, be more conscious of the emotions and thoughts behind it. Because all of this OCD type things, they all come from an underlying thing within us. Whether it's a feeling, an emotion, something that happened, whatever it is, it's coming from something else. So once you get to the core of that, then you can battle this thing. So how am I breaking the pattern well, for one, I'm here talking about it. Um, I never, if someone would have told me that in five years I would be talking about my balding because I'm pulling my own hair out on a podcast for anybody and everybody to hear, girl, I would be like, you're crazy. I would have never thought I'd be talking about this, but I have to. Like, the more I get older, the more I just want to relate to people and the more I want people to feel heard seen and understood because that's something that I've realized throughout my whole childhood that I've never felt was heard seen or understood so and as we all well I don't know if we all know this but you should know that your childhood is all throughout your life whatever you dealt with in your childhood until you heal it and even maybe after that you will always you know you'll always go back to that you'll always try to be healing that so 
that's something that I'm still healing for myself. So the more and more that I have control over my life, I just want to relate to people and have people feel related too. So, and then I've been meeting some people here and there that I'll tell them about my situation because they can relate in some way. And I'm like, you know, maybe I should make a podcast about this. And when I actually wrote the notes for this podcast, it was like one, two, three, four, four pages long. Usually my notes are like one, maybe two pages or like most likely one and a half pages. But I felt so passionately about this. And as you can see, it's a little bit of a longer episode. But I felt so passionately, passionately, I don't know, whatever, about this um, topic because not a lot of people talk about it. And I feel like because of that, not a lot of people know about it. And people should not feel weird or abnormal or anything if they suffer from this. Like, this is just how your body has been conditioned to cope with whatever it is. So, like I keep saying, get to the bottom of your emotions and your thoughts and you can handle trichotillomania. In today's segment of Qualms Corner, I will be highlighting a hairstylist that I admire. She has been in the hair industry for over 20 years. She, I'm not to my knowledge, I don't know if she deals with trichotillomania, but she did tell me that she has more than a couple of clients that do deal with trichotillomania and she is still able to successfully do the styles that they want. Everyone still walks out looking and feeling beautiful and as did I. So her name is Kim. Her business name is Unique Kim. That's spelled U-N-I-K-K-I-M. You can find her on Instagram, on Facebook. She is amazing. So she is located in West Hartford, Connecticut. She does, she specializes in box braids, knotless braids, um, jumbo twist, rope twist. She also does do, I believe she um, does natural hair, like styling, flat ironing, straightening, things like that. She also has her own product line, which are amazing, amazing products for natural hair. She has her own edge control that I have recently experienced. I ended up buying it because it's amazing. There is no smudge. There is no white flaking. There's no crunchiness. Like, ugh. It's amazing. She also has a whole bunch of other hair oils and things like that. But definitely, definitely check out her work, y'all. Search her Instagram at U-N-I-K-K-I-M. Unique Kim. She's amazing. Book her, book her. You'll love it. That wraps it up for another episode of Breaking the Pattern. This was so much fun. Like every time I record, I realize how much I enjoy it. It's just this damn anxiety that gets to me anytime before I record. That's just like, oh, bitch, nobody wants to listen to you. Shut up, shut up, don't record, don't record. But when I finally do, I really enjoy it. So thank you so much for joining me here today. Um, If you loved it, or if you hated it, but if you loved it too, please, please leave me a review. Leave a review comment. Let me know what you think. Um, Let me know another topic you want to hear. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. This was so much fun. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.